0: Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hi, everyone. I am so glad that you are here today. We are going to talk a little bit about gardening, which is slowly becoming a new appreciation for me. I have a friend who gave me a little bell pepper plant, and y'all, it is the first plant I have ever been able to keep alive. I'm very excited. We just got our first blossom today. I invite you to hear from the Gospel of Matthew and then We'll dig in. This might be a familiar parable for many of us. And so as you hear these words, even if they are familiar, let them greet you anew. Try to listen to them as if for the first time. And I will be reading from the message translation of the Bible. And this is Matthew 13, verses 1 through 9 and 18 through 23. At that time, Jesus left the house and sat on the beach. In no time at all, a crowd gathered along the shoreline forcing him to get into a boat. Using the boat as a pulpit, he addressed his congregation, telling stories. What do you make of this? A farmer planted seed. As he scattered the seed, some of it fell on the road and birds ate it. Some fell in the gravel. It quickly sprouted, but didn't put down roots. So when the sun came up, it withered just as quickly. Some fell in the weeds. As it came up, it was strangled by the weeds. Some fell on good earth and produced a harvest beyond the farmer's wildest dreams. Are you listening to this? Really listening? Study this story of the farmer planting seed. When anyone hears news of the kingdom and doesn't take it in, it just remains on the surface. And so the evil one comes along and plucks it right out of that person's heart. This is the seed the farmer scatters on the road. The seed cast in the gravel, this is the person who hears and instantly responds with enthusiasm. But there is no soil of character, and so when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there is nothing to show for it. The seed cast in the weeds is the person who hears the kingdom news But weeds of worry and illusions about getting more and wanting everything under the sun strangle what was heard, and nothing comes of it. The seed cast on good earth is the person who hears and takes in the news and then produces a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. Here ends our reading. I invite you to pray with me. Creating and redeeming and sustaining God, help us to hear these words anew today. May they take root in our hearts and grow to bear good fruit. Open our hearts and our minds and fill our well today. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So, I mentioned at the beginning of this that uh, I have never really been able to keep plants alive in my life. My grandfather, on the other hand, my mom's dad, was a brilliant, brilliant gardener. And he Tried to teach me his ways, but that did not take root. He would spend hours, hours out gardening and just puttering around and caring for his flowers. And they were the most beautiful flowers ever. Every year, he would walk me around his garden and tell me about all the different types of flowers growing, all the roses. He would show me the hanging baskets he had. I mean, every kind of plant you could imagine. And He would try to figure out, okay... What plants and flowers do the birds around here really like? And the bees and just trying to, to care for them. He spent so much time and gave them such love and such care. And like I said, he really did. He really did try to teach me. He would take me outside and show me how to plant the seeds and water the flowers. But a perfect example of how well it all stuck is when he gave me my first pair of gardening gloves, I put them on my feet instead of on my hands. And then as I grew up, I remember my neighbors always asking for myself or my brother to care for their flowers when they would leave for vacation. And eventually, they stopped asking me for help. And I found out from my father, it was because every time they would come home from vacation, their flowers would all be dead. I quickly learned that I did not have the gift of gardening. And it was largely just because I didn't give them the time and the attention and the care that they needed to flourish. It wasn't the flower's fault. It wasn't the seed's fault or even that of the soil. It was the way that I was tending it or not tending it. And as I thought about that with our scripture today, I realized, unfortunately, it's often the same with our faith. We don't often tend it well. We don't often tend the seeds that God has planted in our hearts. When we look at this parable, it's important to remember it's a parable. Jesus is speaking in metaphor for us. And anytime Jesus speaks in parables, it's important to remember that it can be understood in a variety of ways. And so my one interpretation is not the end all be all. Everyone will have a different understanding and a, a Different perspective. And the beauty of that is that creates a fullness, right? And so as we talk about this, I want you to hear and know that this is just one interpretation, but that there are so, so, so many. And what a gift. It helps us better understand who God is and and how God is working in our world in so many different ways. But for me, when I look at this parable, when I think about the sower and the seed and the different types of ground. I like to see the sower as Jesus or as God, just throwing seeds all over the place, hoping that they'll grow, that they'll take root. And so the seed, my friends, is the gospel. That is everything that Jesus is out teaching and doing and being about. That is the good news. Jesus is doing his best to go around and plant seeds in people's hearts. And so the soil is us. We are the soil, our hearts are the soil. And so when we think of it this way, that that Jesus is the sower or the farmer and the seed is the gospel, the good news, and the soil is our hearts, it gives us a different understanding of what happens in these four different scenarios when the seed is placed, for example, on the ground, the rocky ground, among the thorn bushes, and then the good soil. And so we can see the generosity and the abundance of the farmer throwing seeds all over the place. And so first, that seed, that gospel news, that falls on ground or on the path or the road, depending on what translation you read. And this person, this whoever the ground is, this soil, is a person who doesn't quite understand. They don't quite get the message. They may have heard, but they didn't necessarily really listen. And so in the story, in the parable, the bird comes and snatches up that seed. And so Jesus translates that to be like the evil one who comes and takes advantage of that. It's the bird picking up the seed. And then we have the seed that falls on rocky ground. And this is like the person who hears, but it just doesn't take root. It doesn't take root. So then when trouble comes, when things get hard, when life gets challenging, they give up. Their faith doesn't hold. And then there is the seed that gets planted among the thorn bushes. And that's like when our greed, our sense of greed and our fears and our worries, they they choke that fear. And then there's the seed that falls on good soil that grows roots and then bears good fruit. And how I first understood this story, this parable was that I could only be one type of soil. And I wanted to be good soil. But honestly, I really do think that we have all those different types of soil within us. We have the path, we have the rocky ground, we have the thorn bushes, we have the good soil, all within our heart. Each one is a possibility for us. I know that God has planted seeds in me and I have had that greed or my fears choke it away. I have had times where God has planted a seed in me and it just, it didn't take root. And so when things got hard, I struggled and maybe every once in a while I gave up. Sometimes I didn't understand and I I did the wrong thing and that bird came and snatched it away. And then other times God has planted a seed within me and it has taken root. I have gotten it. I have understood and it has borne good fruit. But here's the thing. Jesus is a God of possibility. God believes in us so much that God just keeps giving and giving and giving all these seeds, all this goodness, all this possibility. That's what God sees in us. Some may say that that farmer in the parable is just wasting all of this goodness, all of that seed, letting it fall onto the ground and amongst the weeds and the thorns. But I see that as a God of abundance who believes in possibility. But I want to offer another piece to this, which is we are not just the soil. We are also the gardener. God may be planting seeds in the soil of our hearts and we get to help God tend those seeds. And so that is the good news, my friend. The good news is that God is also the gardener, the ultimate gardener. Even when we, as the gardeners of our own hearts, are not tending them, when we are not tending the garden of our heart or of our lives, God still is. God is the ultimate gardener. Just think about that, that first scenario where the seed falls on the ground and the bird snatches that seed. We know plants still grow from seeds after birds have fully digested them. And so have faith that even when you get it wrong, even when that little voice that convinces you to do something you don't know is right comes in, know that God can still do something good with it. No matter what, even if we are neglecting the garden of our hearts that God has planted, God is still hard at work. God is still growing good things in us. But the biggest and most beautiful harvest comes when we work With God. Paul in his epistles constantly reminds us that grace is free, but we are also called to respond to that grace. Our faith isn't a stagnant thing, faith is a verb. It requires us to do something with it. The good news is that we do not have to tend our garden but it is much more beautiful and bountiful when we do I was talking to a woman earlier this week who you will get the pleasure of hearing it was an interview for this podcast her name is Reverend Dr. Cheryl Perro, and she was talking about how the one thing that Jesus cannot do is force people to have faith in him He can heal, he can exercise evil spirits, he can teach, he can preach, he can cure, but he cannot force people to have faith. But we are called to respond in faith. When we see the good work that God is doing in the world, we are called to respond in faith because we have been given grace so freely we are then to give freely of that love and that grace. And so this notion that God is doing the gardening, whether we are helping out or not, I want you to allow that to take some pressure off of you. We don't always get it right. And God knows that. But neither do farmers. Farmers don't always get it right. And yet still... Some form of harvest comes or the next season a harvest will come. We cannot mess up so royally that we cannot recover. And there are outside forces, of course, farmers of all people know this well, that there are outside forces that cause disruption and heartache and hardship and make us feel like giving up, like we cannot go on. But the promise of God is to be here with us through it all. The promise of God is that the garden and the harvest of our lives will be good as we tend it with God. And so my friend, even when your faith feels weak, know that God has faith in you. God is planting seeds in your heart, in your life, right and left, all over, praying and believing that they will take root. You are a person of possibility. You are a person of life. That is how God sees you. God sees you as a person of possibility, that something good will grow in you and out of you. And so we are called to respond to that with faith. And as I said before, faith is a verb. We take these seeds planted by God within us and we pray that they grow, but we also act. A farmer doesn't just plant seeds and then walk away. And so how will we tend this soil? How will we care for these seeds that God has so generously planted within us? What are these gifts that you have been given and what will you do with them? How will you respond? What I have come to know and understand is that what we focus on and give attention to is what will grow and flourish. Think of the example in the parable of the seeds that fall in the thorn bushes and how it's the image of greed that comes up and and chokes the good fruit that tries to grow. What are we paying attention to? What are we giving our time to? What are we focusing on? And we are human. So it is natural for us to focus on things that are not always God or our faith. But I want to encourage you this week to take some time to focus on the kingdom of God and the gospel news to start to really develop your relationship with God, because your relationship with God affects the world's relationship, right? Because As you work and develop that relationship with God, it affects who you are in the world, which then ripples out. And so I want to encourage you to spend some time this week and find a way that works for you to connect with God. Is it praying, walking, reading, worshiping, meditating, doing yoga, or just simply paying attention? In the color purple, it's written one of my favorite phrases. She says, it pisses God off when you walk by the color purple in a field somewhere and don't notice. So often we think that these practices of faith have to be these huge, massive things, and it can keep us from actually doing anything. And so I encourage you to just start small. Just notice the color purple in the field. Feel the breeze of the wind as you go out for a walk. As you sip your morning coffee or your morning tea, just take a few small breaths. Maybe before bed, write down one thing you're grateful for. I can attest that I write three things I'm grateful for almost every night. I don't make it every night. And it changes things. It has changed how I feel and how I approach the world. It doesn't have to be big. And when you do this, it shows when you do these things, people notice. I remember when I was in Costa Rica doing my yoga teacher training, we were doing a really intense meditation practice every day. We were meditating for an hour at least. And there was one day where as I was meditating, I realized that I was, I carried a lot of anger in me and I needed to let some things go. I needed to forgive some people. So for this hour, I sat there and I went through every person I could think of who I I held anger towards or resentment towards. And I allowed myself to name the hurt, name what had happened, name the pain, and then say, and I forgive you. In some cases, it was saying, I understand that that they were going through a hard time and I can have compassion for them and I forgive them. But I said it to that person, whoever it was, I understand you were going through a hard time. I forgive you. And I envisioned moving them to a different part of my heart. And later that evening, I went to dinner and I walked by a woman and she grabbed my arm and she said, Kelsey, you look different you look a lot lighter. And I said, I am, I do. I feel a lot lighter. And a few other people commented on it over the next couple of days. And it was true. I was moving through the world differently because I had taken the time to put my faith into practice, to actually practice the forgiveness that I preach. When we take the time to connect with God within our hearts out in the world, Our lives shift. We shift. We become lighter. How we move through the world changes. We become the living fruit. When you spend time connecting to God within you and beyond you, your life then becomes the harvest. Your life becomes a testimony showing how the gospel has taken root within you. How you have become a living testimony to the seeds growing within you and blooming out of you you become the harvest. Your life becomes that good fruit. And when you bear good fruit, it benefits the whole world, especially the world around you. And so my friend, may you know that God is the sower, the farmer of the soil in your heart. And you just get to help with the gardening. You won't always get it right. But you will get it right every once in a while. And I cannot wait to see the good fruit and the good harvest that you will create. I cannot wait to see what you and God will grow together in your life. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.